Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today on the show, for the last episode of 2022, I wanted to take a little look back over the year that's been, and some of the little milestones we've hit, some of the few bits and pieces that have occurred, and most of all, I wanted to cover off a few things that people have mentioned to me over the years, or a couple of years, shall we say, but we'll get to that in a bit. First of all, I just want to say a huge, huge thank you to every single one of you. There's an amazing base of listeners behind this show that absolutely mean the world to me. And just this year, we passed 50,000 downloads over on Podbean. And at the time of recording, this has actually exceeded 57,000, which is just incredible. I never thought I'd get this far, especially within a couple of years. On top of this, I want to give a huge shout out to some of the relationships that have developed through the show and beyond this year that have really helped progress knowing the show but certainly my I guess presence around it if you like those being Vinyl Benji over on Instagram the guys over at Salon well specifically Wyatt but the rest of them as well not only for I guess supporting what I do here but also for allowing my extra shows such as Surf Wax to appear over on the Salon Patreon feed and I'm unendingly thankful to Wyatt for that also, Craig Smith from the Monkeys Mixography. He has been instrumental in supporting some of my Monkeys efforts here on the show before, and you'll hear a bit more from him in the new year. And certainly, I look forward to doing even more with Craig in the future. As well as that, I want to give a big shout out to listeners over at the Steve Hoffman Forum. I'm not aware of all of you, of course, but the amount of times I see the show brought up just casually in threads over there brings me so much joy, it has to be said. And it really, really does mean the world. I know I say it over and over again, but to see people just kind of chatting about it like it's just another show online is just incredible. When I set out to make this show back in early 2020, just pre-pandemic, shall we say, I was experimenting with a little sideshow to Back to Mono, and I never thought it would ever get this far. I never quite knew what to do with it, but I just wanted to fill in a hole in the podcast market that I wanted to listen to. And here we are today, and I'm very proud of where we got to. I also want to give a shout out to the Beach Boys Discord, you absolute pack of scallywags. You help me out a lot with some Beach Boys mixes at times, and ultimately you do support me as well, even if you're all a bit of a strange bunch and I'm exactly the same I have to say. On top of this the year has also been notable because it's the first year I took a stab at brand new remix projects those being the Beach Boys Sounds of Summer reissue, the Beatles Revolver remix and the Monkeys Headquarters one most recently. These have been keeping me on my toes trying to get on top of these things as soon as they're available to get these episodes out as soon as possible. It's been really interesting digging into these things so deeply the moment they come out. Usually I explore these sets in a fuller sense first before really digging into the remix personally but this has really made me appreciate or in the case of the Beach Boys one maybe less appreciate these mixes in a new light and certainly really be able to understand whether these actually are improvements or fun oddities compared with the original mixes and obviously in all those episodes I feel like I broke down exactly what I enjoyed, what I didn't and what they really brought to the table. 
we've also finally hit 65 episodes of Mixology, which is insane. And as well as that, 75 episodes of Back to Mono, with the most recent episode going up on the Patreon just last week. That's insane. I've also, of course, got so much Patreon-exclusive content as well, including 43 episodes of Mixology on 45, which I had no idea I'd made that many, so that's quite reassuring to know. In fact, the first episode of 2022 will be the 45th episode of it, which seems quite fitting. The thing I'm most proud of, though, is that we've reached 22 patrons this year. It may not sound like much, but all of you are so, so appreciated. The fact that you go out your way to support me in such a way for this show, really, I never thought I'd, I'd get even one patron to begin with. So to have 22 of you and half of you, 11 of you to be precise, at the highest tier there is just incredible. My mind is blown. So I want to give a huge shout out to you guys as well. But as I said, Every single one of the listeners means the absolute world. But speaking of listeners, over the past two years, I've often, well, every now and then I've done an episode and I'll get an email back from listeners being like, I really enjoyed that. Here's what you missed. And today I want to go over some of those oddities I've had pointed out to me over time. Some of them are a little less obvious, some of them are a little more obvious, and some I've also noticed in my own research since. Interestingly, I mentioned the monkeys earlier, and the majority of these will actually be monkeys-based. And we'll kick off straight away with one of those, and the earliest instance I had of something being pointed out to me. And this is with the monkeys album, More of the Monkeys. Now, I mentioned Craig Smith from the monkeys mixography earlier, but his co-pilot, if you like, on the website, and co-author of the upcoming Mixing Links book that they're working on together to compile the same information to... I guess a physical format is Derek Miner and he reached out to me shortly after my More of the Monkeys episode to talk about how much he enjoyed the episode and the mixography as a whole but most importantly for me he mentioned some facts with She and more specifically this is what he wrote That mix of She which came out in the Super Deluxe box set is not actually the mix heard on TV when Craig and I got the set, I noticed immediately that this mix had much more reverb than the one used on two episodes of the show. This mix and the TV mix though have an important similarity. They were made before an extra organ overdub. I wasn't actually quite sure where Derek was pointing this out, but after some further discussion more recently, he pointed out that it's very clear in the bridge, as the organ overdub plays additional flourishes here that are absent in these earlier mixes. However, it is worth noting that for the most part it just doubles up the organ that's on the main track, just to thicken it out somewhat. And once you realise this, it becomes a bit more apparent. What we'll do is we'll start with the alternate mono mix presented as the TV mix on the Super Deluxe, with that bridge with the, I guess, reduced organ, and then play it again in the final mono mix with that overdubbed organ. Again in the LP mix. I'm better off alone, and now I know just why she keeps me hanging around. She needs someone to walk on, so her feet don't touch the ground. 
One that I found really interesting was regarding my episode on Between the Buttons, specifically again the opening cut, Yesterday's Papers, and this comes from Michael Lynch. One difference not mentioned though concerns Yesterday's Papers. You correctly note the longer fade on the mono, but there's another notable difference in the outro. Just after the last verse, we hear the call and response. Who wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's girl? Who wants yesterday's girl? But the one marked with three asterisks, that's the final who wants yesterday's girl for those that can't read because I'm not giving you text here, it's only on the stereo version and it's oddly missing from the mono version. When one listens back to the two mixes separately after this, I feel that it's been dropped from the mono for an overall sense of emphasis, as I feel it dropping out then means when the vocals come in after it, they come in with more impact. But certainly I can see why it seems odd that they're missing in the mix at the same time. What we'll do is highlight this specific section as usual, first in stereo and then again in mono, where I think it leads to more impact after it's left out. And again in mono. Here's one I'm always scared of missing out on, and that's a track with an alternate mix that I just completely overlooked. And this is moving over to the Hollies and their third LP. Hollies, and this comes from Chris Farrell over at the Elevated Observations Forum. He did some fantastic work years and decades ago, noting the mixed differences on Hollies recordings way before the internet was a source for any of this information, and the fact that he was working on such a thing way back when just is amazing and just really blows my mind in that regard so i got a lot to thank him for his help was instrumental especially in the butterfly episode just to his notes on the forum but here the track is mickey's monkey the closing track from the aforementioned holly's lp and there's an alternate stereo mix from the european bus stop lp now interestingly this takes the hard left and right original stereo mix and moves the track with the lead vocal on it into the center channel, which takes the harmonica solo with it. Interestingly though, the rest of the track sounds essentially identical, though the vocal may be a little wetter in the LP mix, it is a little hard to discern. This maybe leads to one believing that these were done at a similar time. Certainly having the entire LP mixed like this would be amazing, but unfortunately it doesn't seem like something we'd have in the near future, but if it does exist in the fall, that would be incredible. This is going to be a very simple one though, as the overall feel, as I've said, is very similar, but the placement is far superior. We'll start with the original stereo mix and move into this alternate one. the alternate. Moving back to the monkeys, this is actually the most recent addition, but as our final clump will regard the monkeys, but is kind of a hefty one, we'll come back to that in a second. This one is actually one that wasn't pointed out to me directly, but rather one that was pointed out in conversation that I 
realised I'd overlooked. And this is for Sunny Girlfriend from the Headquarters album, and in reality is referencing my episode comparing the mono and stereo mixes rather than the more recent remix-based episode. During the intro, while the original stereo and 1989 stereo mixes still have the sound of the stick hitting the crash on the final crash symbol, the mono manages to fade out smoothly like the rest of the intro. Obviously with the Arista remix in 1989, they were just trying to mirror that of the original stereo mix. We'll hear this first in the original stereo mix and then again in the mono where it's naturally far tidier. And again in mono. Now, one of my listeners emailed me a long time ago with a few overall factual corrections, which we'll get to to kind of close out the episode. But shortly down the line, after I covered my first Monkeys episode, he then emailed me with a few things that I'd missed out on. The first of these stems to the theme from the Monkeys. During the second and final chorus, the backing vocals are definitely louder and clearer in the stereo mix, while in mono these are almost absent, though they are definitely present. Let's highlight it during that second chorus, starting at 50 seconds. First in the original mono mix, and then again in the stereo. And again in stereo. We're just trying to be friendly. I come and watch you sing and play. We're the young generation. And we've got something to say. Up next is a very interesting one for I Wanna Be Free. And it's one that I would have put up to a Dirty Master before, but as this listener has sourced a few different mixes here, or masters for the mono mix if you like, it's very interesting. This is what he writes. The intro in the stereo mix is clean, but in the mono mix there are some faint noises in the background. Basically, the mono mix starts with all the tracks running, giving background noise from both the vocal and harpsichord tracks. Well, the stereo mix starts with just a guitar track playing and the other tracks are muted until they come in. This is likely an anomaly present where the mono is messier just because it's mostly disguised, while in stereo this would become very obvious if all the tracks were running. Either way, let's hear the intro of the track. First in mono and then again in the clean stereo. Again in stereo. I wanna be free. Here's one that I have no idea how I missed, for tomorrow's gonna be another day. On the hand claps right in the last verse, the stereo mix has additional echo here, while the mono mix doesn't. It's worth noting that the echo makes it sound like the hand claps coming on every beat in just a second and fourth. And personally, it almost doesn't sound like echo. It sounds like a bit of a mess to me, but whatever is going on here, it certainly is a difference. We'll hear it first in mono and then again in stereo. (laughs) 
one from this album is I'll Be True To You. Now, the listener notes that there is a swish that can be heard in the monomix following the first line, but not in the stereo mix. However, on closer inspection, I'm going to say this is an inhale, as where it may be present is on the doubled vocal track that is absent in the stereo mix or mixed really low. Certainly, this is how it sounds to me, and it would make sense given he goes on to note that some of the remixes do have it while others don't and ultimately this seems to be that sort of anomaly. We'll hear that first in the mono and again in stereo. I'll be true to you, yes I will. And again in stereo. And finally, as the listener does note a few things that he thought I maybe mislabeled during my episodes, or maybe didn't, I'm not too sure, I wanted to just set the record straight just based on his interpretation of what I said. First of all, and again these are all coming from his own statements, the original stereo mixes of Help and Rubber Soul did get CD releases back in 1987, but only by mistake in Canada. I only noted really that they are on the 2009 mono CDs, because that's the only intentional release of them, and certainly the only one you can find very easily today, though certainly these CDs are not impossible to find. Following up from this, obviously for my episode on the stereo mix of Phil Spector's Christmas album, A Christmas Gift For You, I used a needle drop source for the LP, but I didn't realise at the time, but it had had a CD release on one random CD in France that also had a shuffled track order and a few Elvis songs added. It's a little bit pricey, not too bad, and maybe down the line I will source it and do an upgrade to my episode just to give a bit more of a sonic clarity to it. In the meantime, I'd love to hear it if any listeners have ever come across this CD. It's called Xmas Party, and I'll drop a link to it down in the show notes below. The final thing is that I obviously took the stereo mix of Boyston Hearts, I wonder what she's doing tonight, from the I wonder what she's doing tonight compilation, as well as doing some of the crossfades in the LP. Though it does note there's been many CD releases of it, despite the fact I was sadly unable to find one for myself. Either way, that's just a few things to sort of covered off there. One of the other things I felt that I did miss, but I will be covering separately, is that on the Buffalo Springfield Again album, there are single mixes for Mr. Soul and Bluebird. But as this makes for its own unique 45, I'll be taking a look at that this Sunday over on Mixology on 45. So as always, head on over to the Patreon to check those out. But with that out of the way though, I think I've tied up my loose ends finally. I want to say thank you so much again, not only to all my listeners, but to everyone that reaches out to me regarding each and every episode. 
I don't just get emails, I get personal messages, be they over on the Hoffman Forum, on Instagram, or on other unique places as well. And I love reading feedback from everyone. Hearing things that I missed as well, while a little bit frustrating on my behalf, shows that other people are into this as well, and I love that. And I get to learn more things from your own knowledge. So what isn't there to love about that? What I do want to say, though, is thank you for a wonderful, wonderful year. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for listening. Have a wonderful Christmas or whatever holiday you celebrate, wherever you are in the world. And of course, have a fantastic new year. I'll be leaving the main show until the new year. We'll be coming back with something a little different that I've teased previously, but you'll have to wait and see about that. But above all, I want to say thank you so, so much for listening. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Baby.